Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's a Hard No is brought to you by Clever Girl Marketing, my full-service agency specializing in smart, strategic marketing solutions for businesses and nonprofits. Okay, so you're probably wondering, Heather, what's with the podcast about boundaries? Why not marketing? Well, maybe in the future, but for now, it actually does relate. So bear with me here. Smart marketing, strategic marketing, requires knowing what to say no to and why. Businesses and nonprofits get inundated with marketing options and offers every day. We help you cut through all that noise, focus on your specific needs, and develop actionable strategies that are doable and actually make sense. Whether it's websites, SEO, email, social, or traditional channels, we're experienced in all of it. So if you need help figuring out your marketing, visit our website, clevergrowmarketing.com, and get in touch. Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about saying no and setting boundaries so you can become the authentic and empowered you that this world needs. Before we start, a quick reminder. While I am a licensed professional clinical counselor, this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy with a mental health professional. If you notice the content in this podcast triggers you, Visit our website, hardnopodcast.com, for mental health resources and other helpful links. In season two of That's a Hard No, we are making it a priority to dig deeper into the process of finding and utilizing the help you may need. We want to take the time to discuss with our in-house expert, Sarah Saunders, what to expect from therapy and all of its intricacies. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Heather. So we've talked about when to recognize when you need therapy and how to find the right therapist, um, as well as a few other issues relating to the therapy process. But what about medications? When are they appropriate as part of a mental health plan? I know we've we've joked on the podcast mm-hmm. a couple of times, you know, pills don't teach skills. And I, w- I want to be sensitive about that mm-hmm. because... You know, a lot of people are helped by medications. I mean, I personally take antidepressants, and they've um, helped me with a number of things, some physical, some uh, mental health-wise. So, like, what can you tell us about medications and how they fit into a therapy plan? This is such a great question, Heather, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. I do want to start out by saying that I am not an expert when it comes to medications, um, but I do want to be open to this conversation because it is really important. In the therapeutic work that I do, 
personally and professionally, I view each person as a whole person. And what I mean by that is when I'm working with an individual, I really like to understand them from a systemic perspective, really figuring out the root cause of things. And so I'm looking at their upbringing, their current state that they're in, and then what their hope is, how they want to feel in the future. And so it's really important for true change to happen that we understand, like I had mentioned, the root cause and what is preventing someone to get to that place. And so as I mentioned, I am not an expert when it comes to medication. I don't prescribe medication. You need to be working with a primary care physician or a psychiatrist if medication is something that you're looking for. Um, But whether it's medication, therapy, or a mix of the two, it really depends on your unique circumstances and preferences. And The biggest thing that I want people to really understand is how to advocate for themselves when it comes to seeking the help that they desire. So for you, Heather, if you don't mind sharing what got you to a place that medication was something that was part of your treatment plan. Well, in my case, um, I have some physical symptoms and I know they're related to stress yeah. and burnout and stuff. So I have some GI issues. I also have fibromyalgia mm-hmm. and I have sleep issues. And so in my case, there are antidepressants that deal with nerve pain. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the stomach and the fibro stuff. And there are some antidepressants that help us sleep. And so um, they don't hurt in the emotional regulation either, right? I get sort of the side benefit. But for me, a lot of my pain symptoms I know are related to stress and burnout and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, so they're part of my plan as as well as exercise and nutrition and other things mm-hmm. to sort of regulate those I guess would you go physical um, manifestations of stress, right? So, and I do that. You know, I have I have therapists. I have my primary care provider. You know, prescribes the medication. So, but in the past, I had much more serious situations mental health wise, and I was on medications with help of a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm so glad that what you're doing is working for you. And I think that that's the biggest key is that you know yourself best. What I will say is research generally shows that psychotherapy, when it comes to specific mental health illnesses, and this is not, these aren't extreme, severe um like psychosis but this is just you know your kind of your mental health struggles that you're going through that psychotherapy is more effective than medication however if a person is not making progress in therapy and they're not noticing any changes after shifting some of their lifestyle changes you know like mm-hmm. you had mentioned We talk a lot about movement and that self-care, working on our nutrition, being more mindful to things. If those things are not changing how you're feeling, that would be a really great time to invite the conversation of medicine 
It's also important to be very aware that when we are talking to medical professionals, it's not to blame, shame, judge, or minimize, but just to acknowledge we can share a few symptoms that we're having and and medical professionals are quick to write a script for something. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to be mindful of asking the right questions, making sure that we're doing our research, understanding side effects, really being aware of also your upbringing. And are there any genetic factors that could play into this? Does this type of medication have loved ones use this in the past? Really recognizing how your body feels. There's so many times that I have people come into my space and they'll share, Mm -hmm. you know, my doctor had written me a script for this and I've been on it and I just don't feel like myself. I'm noticing that there are certain side effects that I'm dealing with. And so I think it's important to really understand your baseline and know, is this helping or is it not? Which I know is is difficult because sometimes when we go in to seek help, we're at, you know, a high temperature, our emotions are heightened, and it's difficult for us to make some of those decisions. I think the other big piece is to really make sure that you're talking to all the providers are communicating. And so as we do say, and we say this gently and respectfully, pills don't teach skills. And so for me, medication management is really important to make sure that if a person does need a medication to help with chemical imbalances or to help them be able to utilize the tools that we're working on in therapy, mm-hmm. it's really important, again, that everybody's communicating together. Mm-hmm. And then noting that there are some times that based on big seasons we're in, high stress situations, we can use a medication temporarily and then wean off of that when we start to learn things that serve us better. But it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's really based on the individual. Yeah, I mean, in my experience, when I was in sort of the worst crisis mode, that which got me into therapy really in the first place, um, I, I was kind of, I was in a crisis. And so medication was important, but I still had to do the work. I still went to therapy. Every, I mean, I went to therapy for like nine years. And, um, you know, it's you have to do the work and but sometimes for some people the medication i think helps them get to a place where they can do that and they can function in their daily life i mean i think part of it is you know are you able to function are you able to do the work and um yeah it's tough it's 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 hard because there's a stigma to it you know mm-hmm. and there shouldn't be in my opinion it should you know mm-hmm. but i do um also agree and acknowledge that like you need your different um, health providers to be speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that in my case right now with my cancer specialists and my primary care, like they're all kind of in my chart and talking to each other. And, and it's important to me that they all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. And I also think it's important, just like we talk about in therapy, that you have to shop around. Oh, right. Same with medications. Mm-hmm. And so we have to really figure out, although, yes, there are 
you'll share with a psychiatrist or with your primary care physician what some of your symptoms are. They may suggest a certain medication. And again, that may not work well with your body. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that people keep an open mind when it comes to medication that understanding, you know, this isn't serving me the way that I need it to, Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to change it up, and also knowing that that it is a process. It's not that quick fix. Yes. Um, And this is also another plug that for people that don't have a primary care physician, I would really encourage you to take time to find someone that you can go to for those annual checkups and just to have um, in your pocket in a way that if medication is something because psychiatrists can book up, their their Mm -hmm. wait list can be really long, your primary care physician can help with this. Um, And I, I do feel that more primary care physicians are asking some deeper questions, but also going back to that advocating for yourself, really making sure that you feel seen and heard and validated and and that your you know what your options are is really important. Yeah. And just to back you up on one of the things you said, you know, when I different phases of my life when they prescribed different um antidepressants, there were some that made me feel worse. There were some that um gave me intrusive thoughts that were a little mm-hmm. scary. And I was like, "I that's a weird thought. I don't want to take this anymore. Um, so you really have to be very um, present in your body and and pay attention to is this is this making me feel better or worse? Is what's, you know, do the cost benefit analysis? You know, is this improving things or adding new things that I don't like? So it's important to really advocate for yourself, as you said, go back to the doctor, tell them when it isn't working. And that's where I think medication management is so important is Mm -hmm. that, and when I say medication management, it means, you know, working with a therapist as well, because it's the therapist's responsibility to also ask those questions and to check in. So clients that I work with that are on medication, you know, we talk about, you know, how do you feel when you take it? Can you tell if you don't take it? Are, you know, talking about those intrusive thoughts also, you know, especially with antidepressants um, or even stimulants, it's important to know, you know, are you drinking with this medication? You know, are there times oh, that, right. that you know, it could, these side effects could intensify. And so that is something through therapy that you can continue to check in mm-hmm. about and that a therapist will help you, you know, work through and identify if this medication is, is a good fit. That's good to know. Yeah. Now that you say that in hindsight, I'm realizing my therapist did that, but I didn't know that's mm-hmm. what they were doing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, once again, Sarah, great information. Um, I love this series that we're doing. I think, um, you know, I think it will be helpful to a lot of people. I know I'm learning a lot about the process. So hopefully there will be others who are learning new things and, and hopefully, you know, finally taking advantage of this information and getting the help they need. So thank you for that. 
Of course, it's my pleasure. In our next mini-sode, we'll discuss when therapy might not be an option. Yes, I hope to provide more information for all of you in that mini-sode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Hi, my name is Sara, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do. So you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way.